Hello, NRL fans. Welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namoski. Welcome to another team preview for the 2023 season. Today, we're looking at team 14 in the power rankings as the Manly Warringah Seagulls. So with Manly, very difficult to put them down at 14th because this is the one team out of all the bottom eight teams that could easily finish up in the top eight, top six, pushing that top four spot. But as we go through here, there's just a lot more question marks than in previous years, and it's not just about the main man, Tom Trevojevic. So let's start. Let's go through the predicted squad. So let's go through the 1-17 to 17 and what options they do have. So at number one, we obviously have the incumbent champion fullback, Tom Trevojevic. On the wings, Christian Tupolotu and Ruben Garrick. In the centres, Talatau, Kula and Brad Parker. In the halves, Josh Schuster at six, Daly Cherry Evans at seven. Taniela Paseca and Josh Alloy in the front row with Lachlan Croker at nine. In the back row, Hamole Olakowatu, Kermo Tualangi and Jake Jarojevic locking the scrum. And on the bench, we have Morgan Harper, Ben Jarojevic, Ethan Bullimore and Sipoli. So just there, you can obviously see this is a very different squad to the one that has been run out in recent years. The biggest loss with being no Kieran Foran, so we are seeing a brand new number six in the form of Josh Schuster. Really would have liked to have seen Cade Cust being brought back. I believe his deal when he went over the Super League did entail if he does come back to the NRL, he does have to go or can go back to Manly. Uh, I really thought they would have used that option this year, but it looks like so far they have not. So it'll be interesting to see. Josh Schuster is the biggest variable right now because on what we've seen Josh Schuster in the NRL, on his best day, he's pushing for an origin spot as he was when he was uh, coming through the ranks and braining it out of the gates. His worst is obviously not playing, playing 10 minutes a game or getting dropped. So he's got to find close to that early form that he had, um, put away the no-look passes, put away the errors. You know, he's got to take the line on. He's going to be strong, big. He's going to make sure he gets that ball where it needs to be. So that's Josh Schuster. It kind of falls into Daly Cherry Evans, as we spoke on the halfback pod. If it's all on him, teams will be very easy to find him, pick him out, and make him do a lot of work. The more tackles he makes, I could see teams just running at him 35, 40 times a game, make him make tackles, make Josh Schuster beat you. So it'll be interesting to see what teams deploy against him because Daly's a good defender. But I don't care how old you are, how good you are in defense. If you've got second rows running at you 30 times a game, you're going to get more tired and tired. Tom Trevojevic, obviously, is another huge, huge factor. Ping the hammy early in the preseason. Should be right for round one, but definitely one we have to keep an eye on here. Uh, he's obviously going to the US to try and get that Latrell treatment on the hammies, which did work wonders for Latrell. So hopefully we have the same for Turbo. So he is there fighting for you because as we've seen, if he's not there, they're basically no chance. And even when he's there, the rest of this team, there's still a lot of work to pick up. In the backs, uh, the only real person I've left out there is Jason Saab. I think Tuopolotu has earned the spot there. Uh, and I don't think Morgan Harper will crack it. I think he's gonna I think they'll use Morgan Harper as more of they'll deploy him in that way they deployed Dylan Walker last year. I think they like having a versatile back on the bench. You could say Ben Trevojevic is that now for them, but I just still think that we have seen some game breakability from Morgan Harper, um, similar to a Dylan Walker, so I think that he's there. And Jason Saab, you know, he scored a lot of tries when Turbo was on that season, but I think Tuopolotu and Garrick as the wingers with Cooler and Parker um, just makes a little bit better defensively sound. 
In the front row, this is where I think they're going to have a lot of challenges. Obviously, Paseca and Aloy, they are the ones that will need to really enforce and carry this team. Um, Josh Aloy really came on at the end of the last season. He really did, um, and I thought he had a good World Cup as well. So I think they're going to be in with a chance here to really lead them and move forward. But for me, it's going to be... They're just going to have to really not only just step up, but like even their outside backs, oh, sorry, their edge front rowers are guys that aren't traditionally going to go in there and take the real hit-ups. Like there's no money to power here to really help bolster it. The backup probably is probably going to be Ethan Bullymore running through the middle there. Um, you know, Morgan Boyle, you've got Sean Kepi is also there as well. So there are guys that will come in there and take work when needed. You know, some edge back rowers in Ben Condon, Zach Fulton, uh, you, you know, you you always got a versatile guy like Carl Lawton there as well. So, look, there's options to, ship, to shift and shape it, um, but it is lucky. The big one will be if Kel Matulong can come in and be an instant impact in that 12 jersey. Um, I think that what we saw with the Tigers when he was on the field, very good, very good output in terms of a super coach as well. But can he stay on the field? Because you've got a guy like Ola Quattro on the other edge who has seemed pretty, ver- pretty versatile and durable. So they can have two guys on the edges with that punch. It will help the halves and also help the outside backs. Lastly, the big one for me is obviously Jake Trevojevic. Can he you know, bring that Australian rep form? Because in the rep games last year, he was outstanding. But when he comes into this manly side, you know, I don't want him to be so much of a ball-playing lock. You know, I feel like Lachlan Croker can do more at dummy half and be that person that pings and brings the defensive line to them and, you know, make them make split decisions. I want Jake to be rolling forward, punching in the line, and then every now and again throwing that pass to be a bit more lethal there. It is also one to know, I think Cooper Johns is still on a training trial, so that is one out they have got as a backup half. But again, it's a very thin roster in terms of the key positions. I think hooker, half, 5'8", these are all positions where if one goes down, potentially um, you could see some cracks coming into this team. Let's go through the guns. Number one, on with a bullet, Tom Turbo. I had him in the fullbacks as the fourth or fifth, um, just based on injury. He's got to stay fit. He's got to stay healthy. Hopefully the hamstrings are right. You know, he obviously had the shoulder last year. Hopefully there's no repeat of that if it gets into the turf. When Turbo's on, we know that he can win your comp. We know that he can average 100. So there's no doubt he's starting at a very cut price point. Uh, I think he'll be very highly owned. Uh, I'm probably going to own him as well. It'll take a brave man not to own him at that price. Uh, but I can also see the people who avoided him last year will do the same again this year. You know, Teddy and Latrell is going to be a very nice combo for a lot of people, but some people will try and see if Turbo can carry this team further. The next one will be Ola Kawatu. I think that, you know, he will take a slight step back. He was very attack dominant last year. If he does take a little bit of a step back, I think that he will still be very highly owned just in terms of in his base, you can build in tackle breaks, you can build in offload. So I think Olaquata was a very safe number two second front row. You know, if you need to play him in draft as your number one, you don't feel too bad about it, but you definitely, if he was your second, you'll feel great about it. And lastly, I didn't know whether to split these two, but I have ended up going with Ruben Garrick over Daly Cherry Evans. Like I said, for Daly, I think it will be a hard year. I think a lot of people will be pressing up on him, uh, which will mean he'll need to get the ball out nice and early. Could lead to more contributions than assists. 
And I still think, even though I think Manly will struggle a bit this year, I think Ruben Garrick, a built-in floor with a goal kicking, a chance to play fullback, he has to be the third gun there. Who are the avoids in this team? Who are the guys that are going to probably be overvalued and overpriced? I think definitely Kerl Matua-Lungi will be one of them. I think a lot of people will jump on. I just would be cautious, and I want to see what it looks like first before I do jump on. Um, again, I just think that he's got the body for it, he's got the he's got the game for it, but can he stay on the park and just get the job done week in and week out? We need to see that for a consistent period because there was too many times where he'd play a good game or two or he'd come off injured or he'd play a great 60 minutes and then get injured. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. The next one, I've got Ben Trevojevic. I think a lot of people think this is the year where Ben is going to really break out and either steal one of those center spots or he could even be on one of those edges when Tuolungi is not there. But to me, I just think that they're going to give Tuolungi a run. You know, you've got other options there like Bullymore, Sipley. You know, you've got Kepi and Boyle. You've got Zach Fulton who's coming through the ranks. And in the backs, you know, still got Saab there. There was a couple of young guys that came through last year as well. I just feel like Ben Trevojevic, there's no rush from Manly to bring him in and try and make him a superstar. I think there's another season or two there for him to really thicken out, and then he can be one of those rangy edge centers that they thought they were going to get. And lastly, Josh Schuster. Again, we went through it in the 5A pod. Everyone will own him. He's that cheaply priced. He's got the great jewel. I will own him. But in terms of a draft especially, I'm not expecting to be drafting him, you know, in the first five, six, seven, eight rounds even, maybe as we get to 9, 10, 11. In, you know, classic, I'm not even prepping for him to, you know, go from his price all the way up to like a 550, 600. You know, I'm just going to have him there as a body, you know, and then in the weeks that he does perform, great. If he doesn't, you know, at worst, an AE probably with what his game is, you know, you would think it's around a 25, 30, but, you know, he has got the knock-ons, he has got the penalties in him, so... It's a risk to play Josh Schuster, but I think just at that price point and with that duel, it'll be very hard to go against it. So there we go. That's the prediction for the Manly Seagulls. I think there is some super coach talent in here, but not as much as previous years. I've got them finishing 14th on the ladder. Even with a t- healthy Tom Turbo, there's just a lot of question marks, a lot of depth concern with this team. And obviously, Anthony Seabold is the coach, so we've got to see how that plays out. Thank you for listening, guys. We'll be back with another team very soon. So thanks for listening. Have a great day. We'll hear from you soon. Cheers.